And welcome hey, back. Hey, hey, hey. It's uh, the Run Duo. Duo. And this is episode what? 32. 32 yes. episodes. Yes. Can you believe it, Tommy? 32 episodes. I we get on up here. I do not believe it, but we we here. We yes. here. Yes, we are. What you been up to, India? Listen, it's been a packed two weeks. and You have been <laughs> like the road runner. Yes. You have been the road. I got to give it to you. I, I feel mean, like. You, you. You you've been doing it. You've been <laughs> you doing it. Give me some claps. Give me some claps. You. Yes, yes. You have been the road runner out there doing your thing. Yeah. So I feel like I'm getting back to consistency, getting back to myself. Um, not necessarily pace and stuff wise, but just being consistent and getting out there and doing it. So we talked last episode about Global Running Day. It was great at Lululemon. Um, Lululemon's not at Lululemon. Lululemon um hosted Global Running Day at Monday Night Garage, which was amazing. Um, um, and you did it. You went last year, right? Yes. So okay. this is the second year in a row that they've done this event. And this is the second year that I've gone. So it's a really good event. There's more food. people this year. Yes. More people this year. There's food, drinks. Um, we ran up and down the West Side Beltline this time. And it was actually a 5K. So we actually ran a 5K, got, came back. There was music, drinks, food, different people. Everybody that signed up was able to get a beer ticket. So you got you a drink at the end, got you some food. They had some Chick-fil-A catered. And they actually had a plank contest. And guess how elbows. how long elbows. on the elbow elbows mm-hmm. on the concrete? Nine minutes, a little bit over nine minutes. It was a woman and a man that wanted this lot that um, got to the end. And of course, everyone's like, "Girl power for the lady to see how how far she can get." She did not win. always sticking together. We we have to. <laughs> Don't be a hater. Do not be a hater. But it was a little over nine minutes that um, that we were able to knock that out. So it was really really good. Yeah. So, but the, the dude ended up winning. Yeah, he ended up winning. So but they both got Lululemon. If, if somebody yelled out boy power, would y'all be like, what you doing? We would be like, okay. <laughs> All right. Fine. Fine. Like, y'all already, y'all already getting paid more than us most of the time. I got you. I yeah, got you. I'm, I'm no. all about girl power. Yeah, so I'm yeah, all about yeah. girl power. You know, there's all kinds of ladies in my yes, life. Yes, but Lululemon um, actually gave them free outfits, so that was great. So I'll take it a was free a Lululemon. Listen, I'll take any it too. Day. Listen, I I had on a I did my own. I had my only Lululemon T-shirt. I have Lululemon um, tights, but they're not like running tights. They're just kind of like yoga type tights. Like okay. I, they were too hot to be running in. So, <laughs> but so I have one pair of Lululemon bottoms and one shirt. Yeah, I I have that too. That's basically what I got. Just a little pricey. Yes, yeah, a little little pricey. Yes. Just a little bit. They like up there with Nike prices. A little yes. more than Nike prices. Yeah, they're, no, stuff. they're definitely more than Nike. Yeah, like I can go to Dick's and get some Nike gear and be happy. Oh yeah, you can get discount yeah. with yeah. Nike. Well, yeah. Lululemon has their. Uh, I think they have a discount sale at America's Mart. Once a oh, year. really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they do have that. Gotcha. So Global Running Day five K was great. Um, it was super humid. Um, the the sun was beaming, but it was a great time. A lot of people showed up. A lot of faces that I hadn't seen in a while. And I think that's what happens on Global Running Days. Like, you pull out people that have been kind of our runners, missing in action, want to get themselves back together. And I guess that's their reset, which is fine. Um, of course, it may bring out some people that have never run. But for, for the most part, bringing people out that haven't been running. True, true. So I did that. Mm-hmm. And then on Saturday, it was a monsoon in Atlanta. Yeah. Like, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, to the point where probably shouldn't have been out there. Like, race should have been canceled type mm-hmm. situation. But we did it. I drove 40 minutes. I paid my money. I'm going to earn my medal. I didn't want my medal just given to me because they did have that option. I'm just like, I'm not. Oh, they, I, they had that option. 
So they were just, they were going to just cancel the race and everybody got their medal and stuff. And I'm just like, I don't, I would not have put it on my wall. Really? No. You would have been like, nah. No. Okay. Because I'm one of those people and I'm like, I earned every single medal that's behind us. Okay. And so I, I just feel like getting a medal and you did not complete the race is like cheating to me. So if I would have gotten the medal, I wouldn't have put hung it on this wall. Because yeah, every one of these medals behind me, I earned that. I hear you. I so, hear you. yeah. So I didn't want to no, do that. Saying, so I ran serious, in the rain. I'm serious about that, about that thing. Um, so I ran in the rain. It was pretty. This is Divine Nine. I don't this know is Divine said, Nine. Yeah, Divine Nine. Mm-hmm. Divine Nine, which supports um, non-Panhellenic uh, fraternities and sororities. And it was a 5K and a 9K. Um, this was the inaugural for the, for the 9K. So mm-hmm. there were some people out there that did the 9K. Congrats to Sonny Green, who was the first overall um, for winning the 9K. Wakanda Olympic so, team. Yeah, so he's awesome. So that's great. So it was a good time. Dodging some umbrellas out there. This race definitely brings runners and walkers. But, of course, because of the rain, there was a lot more walkers and people that were just casually out there, and they were walking with their umbrella, which was rightfully so. I probably should have had an umbrella because it was raining like crazy. You didn't have a poncho or nothing? I had on a visor. Okay. I mean, because my thing is, I have rain jackets, like running rain jackets, mm-hmm. but they're water resistant and not waterproof. Like, I don't understand why. There is a difference between that. You know yeah, that, right? Yeah. So, like, but my jackets. But I understand water resistant, like watches, like electronics. But so, what's a water resistant? So, it's basically just propelling, but repelling, propelling. It's repelling against the rain, but it's still going to soak in a little bit. Whereas okay. waterproof, it's actually, it you're in. not getting yeah. wet at all. Yeah. So, like, majority of the lighter running jackets are not waterproof. They're resistant. Okay. So, like, for me, I'm like, I might as well not wear one. Like, why put on another layer of clothes that's going to be soaked? Yeah. So I had on a tank top and I had my visor so that the rain wasn't in my eyes and I kept mm-hmm. it moving. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. So did that. It was a great turnout. Um, of course, I had to soak my newspaper, my shoes with newspaper because they were very sloshy and wet. My feet were all soggy and wrinkled after I got done <laughs> because I was, it was literally soaked. Yeah. I was literally soaked. So, but it was a good time. Yeah. Did you see a lot of people out there? It was a very limited turnout for that. It was enough. Okay. Yeah. The, the, you know, they, it was a good turnout, but a, a lot of people you can tell were like, nah, it's raining. I'm good. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have left the house. And if I had signed up for it, I probably, yeah, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to call this. So one. when I left the house, it wasn't raining. Okay. And then when I, as soon as I parked, the sky opened up. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was just like, but I'm down here now. I drove 40 minutes. It is what it is. I'm going to go in here and do this thing. And you had run that before, though, right? Mm-hmm. So this is my third year running it. Okay. So, yeah. So, but I didn't run it last year. You ran it last year, but I didn't yeah, run it last year. I ran year, it last so, year. Yeah. It was a good time. It yeah. was hot. It was hot today. I, right. Yeah. So the times that I had run it before, it was super hot. It was mm-hmm. clear. It was super hot. But this time it was raining, raining, raining. Gotcha. gotcha. So, and then, of course, fast forward to Sunday. I did the inaugural Hotlanta 5K, which was an amazing race. Um, it was a really good time. I was really, I was not looking forward to the potential rain that was supposed to happen. I thought it was going to be day two of slushing around in the rain, yeah. but the rain held off. It was humid. The The sun was not beaming. Um, and it was actually pretty good weather for, for those that ran the half marathon. I think it was ideal weather for a half marathon. Yeah, it was nice and cool. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it was nice. It still was humid, but it, it ended up being, you know, being pretty good. Um, if you all are on my Instagram or Facebook page, you'll see Mark Monroe got a little clip of me 
running. I think I was at like mile 2.5. I was tired. That's, that's Coach Mark Monroe. Coach Mark Monroe. <laughs> um, he came out and he was cheering on at the 5K and a half marathon. And he caught me and he's videoing me telling me I couldn't stop when I really wanted to stop. Um, but it was a good video. I was, you know, I've been, I've watched it like a thousand times today, just looking at, you know, my form and all that good stuff. But it was a good time. Um, I was able to run and then go back to the cheer squad. Um, Michael Martinez, this mm-hmm. is, I don't know what year. Yeah, yeah, what year this is, but he does um at mile twelve is a big hill up Techwood, Georgia Tech Techwood Hill. Um he does a cheer squad there, so I was able to run my five K, change, get some fruit and stuff, and then go back um to cheer on the cheer squad with the cheer squad. So cheer on the half marathoners. So that was a really good time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I enjoy I wish I could have made it out there, but um, the kid was crying, so I couldn't yeah. do it. But yeah, that's uh <laughs> I like doing the uh the cheer squad. I just I planned on going, but the night before I was just up so late I, I just couldn't do it. Understandable, but guess what happened? So a woman actually won the half marathon. And I and I actually messaged Hotlanta and I was like, you know, is this the first time a woman has won your race? But they didn't get back to me enough mm-hmm. time. But she knocked out 13.1 miles in 118.29 so she ran a 559 pace and she was five minutes ahead of second of second place overall wow five minutes so the 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 next guy came in at 12301 mm-hmm. mark bird he did it in 620 pace so i think that is amazing girl power yet again okay um <laughs> Tommy over here rolling his eyes. Girl power yet again. Congratulations, Mega. It's um, Megan Christian. Um, she's 31 years old, and she beasted I mean, out that half marathon. That's a hell of a one. 118 is a hell of a time, man, woman, it is. dog. Shoot, yes. that, that's a hell of a time. It is. On that course. Yes, that for is no sure. Joke. It yeah, is, that a, is brutal, no joke course. It is yes. a brutal course. So, for definitely. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, congratulations to her. Yes, Megan, congratulations. Uh, also, I want to say congratulations to um, David Henry, because I think he he won his age group i want to say for the inaugural 5k he might have won the whole damn thing i can't remember now he actually won um i think masters yeah that's what it was he won won masters Mm -hmm. and also he kind of did with you like you did he He, did a a track yes he did the track and field i think he took a gold silver and a bronze uh in different different um different uh levels but uh different distances mm. but yeah david henry is doing his thing yeah uh, for shout sure out to, uh, lisa gosney also she w- did she did a track uh as well i think she took a bronze in the 400 i nice. want to say okay so yeah congratulations to both of them yes congratulations so with all that being said we know that the peachtree road race is coming up yes um so first time ever peachtree now has the availability for your bibs to be transferred over to someone else we all know that we'll be posting on facebook like hey i need a bib anybody got it i slide you the money <laughs> and then you just run under somebody's name well Linda track club is giving you the option now to transfer your name so you don't have to worry about those things um so i think that that is awesome so you have until the 24th of june to transfer numbers um bib numbers for the Peach Street Row Race. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, I, I think they I've been saying they should have been doing that for a while. I think yeah. they I think that should be an option on every race personally. Yeah, I think so too. Because I mean at the end of the day you don't want someone else's time running under your athletes or something well, like I that. Well I mean it's not just that. It's like, okay, so what if you have somebody else's bibs on, you fall out and Safety. they don't know who the hell you are. That's true. Safety. Yeah. Yeah. So that's true. I mean that's another big reason. That I know is a some big deal. races they charge you to transfer, mm-hmm. but this is free, correct? Yes. Yes, it's mm-hmm. going to be free, and there's no nothing further than the 24th of June, so okay. it has to be all transferred by then. I'm looking for two bibs, so if anybody out there is uh, willing to transfer two bibs, Need let two. me know. Need two. I got in, of course, because I'm an ATC member, and I know you got in through Kids 
kilometer kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have two friends that are looking for looking for bibs, and they're a nine to ten minute pace. But I guess that doesn't matter anymore they, because their day will be taken off. Over. In the past, people were worried about getting someone that paces around the same, so your times aren't messed up. I run under somebody else's matter. number and gave them a PR. Look at that. <laughs> That's why, I'm like, who is this? <laughs> I did that for. Um, the pe- the Publix, the first the Publix marathon oh. I ran, I ran under somebody else's bib, and it was he got a How PR. How could you run a marathon under someone else's bib? I would not I have wanted just, to do that. I was well, you know, the thing is, on Athlinks, even if even though I didn't run under my name, as long as he didn't claim it, I could claim it. Oh, so the, they still, okay. if you go on my Athlinks, you'll still see that yeah. Publix under my name. I can't run under somebody. I, that, I'm I'm fearful to run under somebody else's bib. Yeah, I'm one of those people. I'm like that guy that do cheaters is gonna be coming to find me. Hey, come get me. <laughs> Marathon investigations I wish, is I, coming. I, I wish he would. I wish he would. Whatever. <laughs> so anyway, as we continue our girl power episode, because I feel like that's what this is, is it girl is. power it episode. Girl power, yes. So for any of you ladies that are listening and men, because I think this is very important, mm-hmm. Garmin now has a menstrual cycle tracking in their app. So what that means is that you can go in, you can put the date of your last cycle, how long your cycle usually lasts, you know, and it basically tells you what your fitness capability potentially may be in comparison to your hormone differences and changes during during and around your cycle cycling process. Mm -hmm. So there's four different cycles that women cycle out of. So there's menstruation, um, follicular, there's ovulation and then the loop. Luteal, L-U-T-E-A-L. So there's four different cycles that you'll be going in and out of. And basically through all four of those cycles, it's a different time. So you're going to be tired. You're going to have a PR time that you potentially can get because you're going to have the most energy. Um, There's going to be a time where you're going to have less energy. There's going to be a time that you're going to need to be stretching and focusing on yoga and strength training during Mm -hmm. a certain time. And so basically on the app, you can open it up and then put in all of that data. And it's going to tell you kind of where your body is biologically that where your hormones may go up or down and kind of what your fitness performance may be within those certain amount of days. Gotcha. So, okay. for instance, between the the sixth and the thirteenth day, um, for the fo- uh, follicular time, that's when you may be able to PR. That's when you might be at your highest speed. So, if you're looking to BQ or something of that nature, and you want to try to like put it around your your cycle time where you know that your body is going to be at the mm-hmm. the maximum performance, then I think that that's something that's amazing that you should be looking at. Yeah, I mean anything. I mean, I mean, Garmin's correct. They they are using anything that they can to help you with your performance. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely agree with that. And like you said, it's good for dudes because, like I said, you 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 dudes, you might want to you know set your watch up on your on your girls, mm-hmm. so you know exactly what to look out for. <laughs> yeah. So you know, times that she may be more tired, more irritable. You know, when she's ovulating, just depending upon kind of what you're looking out for. So, for instance, during the ovulation time, when you're releasing the eggs, they tell you that you should be warming up a lot and doing a lot of stretching and in to help your flexibility because mm-hmm. this is a time where your body. Um, could be prone to more injury. Okay. Um, so you want to ensure that during the ovulation time, you're doing a little bit more for your recovery post and pre-recovery. I got you. So when what you said, wh- okay, so which time is when you will be more tired? More tired is during menstruation. Okay. And so the, between the first and the fourth week. Okay. So, yes. Okay. So when is, and you said the best time if you were trying to go for. It's a, during that second week between the sixth day and the 13th day. I got so you. that's that second week time. That's when you may want to look at, that's the day before ovulating. Basically within that time frame that's is when best, you're going to yeah, be. Yep. Yeah. 
That's so, when you're going to be the best. Guys, keep track of it, but yes. I would not recommend like saying to your girl, well, honey, I'm looking at my garment, and right now you right. should be... <laughs> You should be real tired. You should, you should, <laughs> Why are you, you messing with me? No, you, you, you should have all kinds of energy right now. Why are you tired? <laughs> that too. That too. You don't want to use it in yeah, a negative not, way. Do not use it that way, fellas. I'm yes. just telling you. Just use it as a way to keep track of things. Yes. And that, so Garmin is one way. And I mean, I, from looking at articles, it's been out for like a month, but it wasn't until yesterday or today that I that I looked at my, my watch after uploading my information from the weekend that I saw that it popped up on my watch. So just look out for that, ladies. Um, also, Fit Our Women, F-I-T-R-W-O-M-A-N, is another app. It is the app that helps you to um, protect to obtain daily training and nutrition advice, which is tailored around your hormone and mental and uh, menstrual changes. So you all know that we crave different things during different times in our period. We're irritable, things of that nature. So basically it helps to tailor your training and your nutrition around your hormone changes. Okay. okay. So definitely check out those two things two so that you can, that you can kind of figure out when's the best time to run yeah, or, to or execute exercise. any fitness. Or like you said, is certain times that you just need to warm up more mm-hmm. and things like that. So it's always good to know your body. Yeah, because I mean and, and if you can focus it around races, why not? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They need to make something because you know dudes go through that too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Do we they? Go that. Tell yeah. us about that. <laughs> that sounds real we, interesting. We, I mean that's times of the month I'm like, don't bother me. <laughs> When, when you stress that word. Exactly. Oh, okay. Don't bother me. Okay. When you stress that word. Gotcha. So that's just communication that's needed. Gotcha. Okay. Not necessarily hormone changes. So I get it. Right. Um, and lastly, so for those that may be in Atlanta area, at, um, Atlanta Run Club is a new run club that's here in Atlanta that they are having, an, they are pairing with Adidas Run, um, and they're doing a pop-up run on Sunday the 16th from 7 to 9 at Vista on Ponce, um, at Ponce, which is actually a, it's a workout gym um, that they're going to have a pop-up run. So it's called Run for the Ocean. Mm-hmm. And excuse me, this pop-up run basically is explaining that there is a lot of trash that's being dumped into the ocean. And basically one truck full of trash uh, is being dumped every minute of the day into the ocean. And so they're saying by 2050, there's going to be more trash in the ocean than there is fish. So they are doing 2050. So they're doing this initiative that every um, kilometer or mile that you run, a dollar is being donated to the Parley Ocean School, basically to educate youth on what they need to do to kind of combat this marine pollution problem that we're having. So Adidas is giving back to the community. And if you're in Atlanta and want to do a pop-up run with Adidas and Atlanta Run Club, come on out. You can look on their Instagram page and reserve your spot. And uh, you'll be there? I will be there. So if you're looking to go out and get an autograph. <laughs> you're so silly. Go and get your, your autograph. I will her. be there. I will be there. Now, before we get to Terry, yes. um, who, if we didn't say it already, Terry Gresham, he is our um, interview for this week. Yes. Great interview. Amazing he, interview. He's a Wakanda Olympic team mm-hmm. guy. So, you know, I love he's him. He's so well-rounded. He's so well-rounded, trying to be an ambassador on ATC. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's, he's all this. So he'll be coming up here in just a moment. But before we get to that, I did, I, w- I was at work. And mm-hmm. I was looking, like I was looking at a, I think I was reading an article. Okay. And it's popped up about this 26.2 brew. Yeah. And you were saying you already knew about it. Yeah, we, we talked about that. So that actually I must launched. Have been, you sure I wasn't you asleep? asleep? I, I think can, you're I asleep. mean, because I did so not remember that. that actually officially launched at the, Boston, at the Boston Marathon this year. Okay. So, okay. yeah. So it is a, a beer that was launched. You can get that at Kroger. You can get it anywhere right now. Well, it's 4% alcohol, which is low. Um, for beer, beer is mm-hmm. usually about six percent. 
120 calories, is, that's a little higher than I would say Michelob Ultra. Mm-hmm. But, and then nine uh, grams of carbs. Yes. Um, made with uh, Himalayan sea salt and coriander. Coriander. You know, coriander. Yep. Which is a seasoning, which I have heard of. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 just off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you what that, I want to say Tastes. it's salty. Yeah, Yes, salty. I want to say it's salty. Um, so I'm, I'm going to check it out. So it sounds like they're trying to replenish your electrolytes a little bit with that beer. Yeah. So supposed to be a refreshing beer for after runs. I have not tried it yet. I'm not a beer drinker and not really a drinker at all, but I think I do need to try it because it's 26.2. Well, I think I'm, I think, um, on the way from, uh, our, from the studio yes. on the home, on the way yes. home from the studio. Let me you going to go grab one from Kroger? Try to, try to grab, cause I go grab you it. one. Let us know how it tastes on the next episode. I definitely will. Cause you know, I'll, anything to, cause I do like beer, mm-hmm. but I have really refrained from drinking it because I'm not running as much. Right. You don't want that beer belly? Yeah, exactly. You want you don't want the dad bod now that no, you're a dad? I know, right? <laughs> no. Um, dad bod. So I'm gonna go check it out and, and see how see how it tastes and I'll let y'all know. Nice. All okay. right. So we ready for Terry? I think we're ready. Well let's uh, bring him on right now. All right. And we are back, yes, and we, we have are. a great guest, Terry Gresham. How you doing today, Terry? I'm doing fantastic. Hey, Terry. How are you guys doing? Thank Ooh, you so much for having me. Yes. Tommy, he gave us a fantastic. We like fantastics. <laughs> Your day's going fantastic. We are here for all that. Exactly. Now, for those of you who don't know Terry, I'll just real quick. I mean, he's the renaissance man. Mm-hmm. He, he'll go ahead. He'll drop a, a sub. What did you run? A, what was your half a, a PR that you just dropped? Uh, 135. Yes. Dropped a 135 half, left <laughs> left the, the, the uh, track, and then got on stage and started singing. That's that's the kind of dude <laughs> that we... <laughs> Listen, a jack of all trades, literally. Exactly, a jack of all trades. Yes. And also, he is um, a official member of the Wakanda Olympic team, will yes. always be that. We, yes. we, we appreciate it's you third. running the relays with us. Yes. Um, back, uh, third, I guess it was third. last year at the ATL. So what's going on, yeah, Tarek? If, if, if they don't know you now uh introduce yourself a little bit to to the audience if, if they don't already know who you are oh boy where do we start so um really kind of two main things of course my name is terry Gresham. i am a budding uh wannabe <laughs> um, runner last um what's the word that i'm looking for right now and i can't even think about it but, but i'm trying to be a uh, kind of a master competitive runner is kind of mm-hmm. what I'm, I'm targeting and I'm also a, a vocalist, I'm a songwriter, and I've got really about 19 different careers. I'm not <laughs> a Jamaican, but I probably could be. Uh, okay. <laughs> no disrespect to all my West Indians, <laughs> nothing but love for y'all. But uh, I got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> so, I hear you, I hear you. But yeah, but the, yeah, but the key thing, you know, I think that are really near and dear to me is, is being an, an athlete and being an aspiring um, competitive athlete, particularly long distance running and and being in music being you know involved in music in any way shape or form and i really kind of weave those two probably for the vast majority of my life and okay. i'm just really you know excited to be able to kind of do things that i love and, and be blessed to be able to kind of have the talent to be able to continue to do it today so. right understandable well that's that's great yeah. that's great um and like i said you're you're definitely uh uh you were saying you were trying to be like a, a masters, you know, I competitive, guess competitive exactly. runner. Competitive runner. But how did you start? What? Where did your your running start? Did, did were you a, were you in track and field in high school? Were you in college? Or did you just like yeah. a lot of us just kind of start running middle age runners? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I did start in high school. So let me kind of take it back 
all the way back to the beginning. Um, so I'm a native of Buffalo, New York, so, so shout out to, to Buffalo. Um, I grew up literally right across the street from River Park, Willow Park. And I mean, I mean, literally, it's right across the street. Like, I'm watching it from a window every day, and I'm looking outside, and, okay, I'm seeing kids play, so I'm going to go out and play. So I think the running, you know, kind of the love for it kind of started there. But um, also, I have a lot of runners in my family. My brother, um, unfortunately, he passed away in 2003, but mm. he, was a, he was a runner. He was really kind of my first sort of idol when it came to the run game. Mm. Um, there is a urban legend that apparently he was walking out of the house and so I live on one street. You could see the next street over, which is where the bus line ran. Apparently, he saw the bus going down the street, and he actually ran all the way uh, through the park, all the way up to the bus stop and caught the bus. Oh, wow. wow. So it was just like amazing <laughs> urban legend that he did it, and I wanted to do it, and I just tried to model my whole, you know, kind of running career after, you know, what he was trying to do. Um but also, I have um, I have a niece that, that ran track for uh, for Copper State down in Maryland, and so just you know, it's definitely been something that's been been you know in the blood. Um, so I, I did run run track in high school. Um, I ran the 100. I ran the 200. My primary primary um, distances were the um, the 200 and the four by one. I also did the long jump and the triple jump, but I actually made um, all city in the um, in the long jump. Mm. Okay. Proceeded to go to college and ran a random 5K in college, and then didn't run anymore for like 20 years. Oh wow! <laughs> just bad, just it was that um, bad. Just kind of just hung out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, just took a little break, and uh-huh. the break lasted 20 years. So, um, okay. Yeah. So freshman 15 became real. Freshman 15 became the freshman 30, mm-hmm. and then the freshman 30 came became about the freshman. 38 or so mm-hmm. and so you know and there's kind of a, a story behind kind of where you know where i got to, to this point but you know by 2013 i'm kind of you know just out just chilling doing my thing you know getting involved i'm, I'm in atlanta by this point um and then of course i see this random meetup uh post for black men run mm-hmm. and i'm like you know what i could go and check that out so it comes to come to find out this is the second group run that Black Men Run had ever done. So I get in, I, I go down, check the run out. Luckily, had some random sneakers that I had no business running in because they were way too small. Some random basketball shorts I had no business running in because they were way too big. And I get out there and I run a half mile and I couldn't run any further. And I'm just like, okay, what is really going on? <laughs> so, but the competitor in me did not want to stop. And the competitor in me wanted to make sure that the next time I got out there, I, I ran further and I would, you know, obviously kind of stick to it and keep going. So, you know, shout to, to, to BMR, shout to the people who were, you know, kind of involved initially because, you know, that positive peer pressure, and that's something we always talk about over the years, that positive peer pressure is real. And yes. so mm-hmm. having people around that, you know, kind of encouraging and say, you know what, like, you got this, keep going, push through it, make it happen. And, and you know, I continue to come back. Obviously got more involved with the group and as you know i kind of saw a really true vision for, for how you know black men like can grow i'm like you know what are we doing in terms of really kind of spreading the word and getting things out and so as, mm-hmm. as everyone knows you know black men like cut off like fire and i ended up um, becoming a core 
uh, founder and the first director of marketing and social media. So, mm. you know, it went obviously from a group of six in its first run to a group of about 12 or 13 when I joined in the second run to, you know, chapters literally across the world. And so it was, it was amazing to be able to be a part of that, but then also too, at the same time to be able to improve as a runner and just, you know, kind of see how the, the running community in Atlanta exploded and just get involved in all sorts of races and so forth. So right. kind of getting into my, um, my race history, you know, it was, it was odd. So I ran my first race. So I started running with BMR the first week of August of 2013. Mm-hmm. My first official long distance race was in November of 2013 and it was a 10K. I just totally skipped the 5K. <laughs> I did too. I skipped the 5K. Why? I have no clue. <laughs> I got you. Well, I did it. Um, and then proceeded to go register for the, uh, for the public pass in 2014. I still had to run a 5K right for it. Um, I did eventually do one in while I was in the middle of training for, for that first half. And so part of the, the goal for the first half was to, um, to uh, do a sub two. So shout out to Tess who um, that, that first breaking two group mm-hmm. that she put together to run public in 2014. Um, I didn't meet that goal. I, I ran a 206 that very first half. That but was once very again, good. You know, that yeah. determination. Thank you. Thank you. But, but that determination to try to continue to get better and to try to meet these goals was once again, just really kind of what kept me, you know, kind of going in the, um, in, in the space. So um, just, you know, continue to, to, Sign up for more races, 5Ks, 10Ks. It was funny because I had a, um, I had a fall. So you know, everyone you know goes through you know different types of run highs and lows. Everyone you know excited when they you know run the first 5K, run the first 10K, and you know you really initiated when you had your first fall on the pavement. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know it was crazy because I had a fall. It was in a weird spot in my knee. It just it, you know, it didn't hurt per se, but just the way it was healing, it was kind of weird. So I ended up having to take a couple weeks off from running. And by the time I got back into my training, I just faster and faster and faster. So I'm like, all of these little PRs are coming through and all my training runs. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I actually get a little speed up in this thing. So then I start really kind of getting more into, you know, kind of 5Ks, 10Ks, trying to eventually place in some of these races, trying to eventually, you know, Kind of, you know, seeing some of the, the, especially in Atlanta, some of these, you know, kind of quote unquote run idols that people who we've seen who've done it for years and years to be able to finally keep up with them, finally, you know, be able to stay on pace with these guys and you know, with both men and women and be able to say, okay, I'm now I feel like I'm really truly a part of, of the Atlanta run community in so many different ways. One, to be able to, you know, be on the podium with some of these folks, but then two, more importantly, to be involved and be a part of the community as far as, you know, spreading the word about you know, the importance of running, you know, connecting with the right people and making sure that more people are involved as much as possible. Yeah, I hear So, do um, my first full uh, Rock and Roll New Orleans 2017. Once again, I set a goal. I'm trying to break uh, 345. Why I set a lofty goal. I'm not really sure why I set such a lofty <laughs> goal. Um, I ended up doing a 402, which, once again, I'm not mad at it, but, you know, I, I had my sights set on completing a goal. And so, you know, I think a lot of my run um, history is really kind of predicated on, you know, I set a goal. I may not meet it that first time, but I get determined to come back and, and, and get after it again and eventually do, you know, kind of find a way to meet those goals. So um, kind of overall, I've run four full marathons. Um, 
I was trying to count the number of half marathons I've done. I've kind of lost count. It's somewhere between 15 and 20. I'm not exactly sure how oh, many wow. it is. Um, I didn't know you run that many numerous, halves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, including, I've already run like three this year, which is insane. So, yeah. um, and you just had one recently. Days. Yes, I did. I did. I actually, uh, I've actually done two halves in the month of May. Um, I did. And, and actually, oddly enough, both of them were in, in Buffalo, which is my hometown. So, um, I did one on May the 4th, which was in Grand Island, New York, just north of the city. And then um, the most recent one that I did was over Memorial Day weekend, the Buffalo um, Half Marathon, which, you know, I, and both of them I was actually, you know, really excited because I did, I PR'd in that first one in Grand Island, I did a 135, and then um, I just did a 137 for the Buffalo race, which is on target for being able to qualify for Boston, which is my next goal, mm. to try to finally get this month off the back and qualify for the Boston Marathon. You can do it. <laughs> now, Terry, <laughs> I know you, you're trying to get to Boston. Is What number world major would that be for you? Have you run any of the other world majors? So, actually, no. This would be my first world oh. major. Oh, okay. He's starting off. Yeah. Right. He, he started off with the rough <laughs> I'm one. Saying, right. <laughs> I'm saying, right? I don't know. I'm, I got a weird, crazy. He's goal-oriented. Yeah. Goal after goal after goal, he's crushing. So, yes. he's going, to, going to get that. So, how long have you been, uh, like, shooting toward? I mean, of course, shooting for Boston you're you've probably been training for it since the first time you run. I mean, right. if, if you're an actual runner, you know, you've been always training for it. But when did it actually enter your stratosphere that, hey, you know what? I think I could qualify for Boston. So good question. So I think after, so the first fall that I did, you know, the Rock Around the World, and technically was not supposed to be the first one. The first one was supposed to be the, um, the public. So, so I got connected with Team Takedown. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in the middle of talking to people, they're saying, you know, maybe your first full marathon shouldn't be public because of how <laughs> difficult it is. So um, it was really kind of after that um, that second marathon, public uh, marathon, which was also in, in 2017, that I said, you know, maybe I do take a shot at trying to qualify for Boston. And so I kind of sort of set a game plan. Um, my PR in the marathon is 335. Okay. But... Boston kind of messed me up because I purposely, I ran at 335 thinking that the next year I'd be able to go back and run like maybe like a 325, 320, mm-hmm. be able to qualify in my age group because I'm going, I'm moving up in the age group next year right? and then be able to just slide right in and be good. Mm-hmm. Well, they messed around and, and increased the time standards by mm-hmm. five minutes. Right. Yep. <laughs> so it sure did. They keep changing them. Now, mm-hmm. yeah. So now... Really, in order to really ensure that I definitely, you know, could, could have a, a, a spot, I got to run about a three fourteen. <laughs> so, but me um, and Tommy are over here cringing. <laughs> like, good God, <laughs> good yeah, God. Right. Yeah, that's, that's humble. Yeah. But you exactly. can do it. You can yes, do it, Terry. We believe in yes, you. Yes, for sure. So that's the thing. I'm I'm on target to do it, but I'm I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. My my training approach has not been as as, as structured as I think it should be, and so I've learned a lot. And I, and I just went through technically marathon training um, all through the spring, only to you know get a, a week before I was scheduled to run the Buffalo Full Marathon, and then decided you know what, let me not run this full marathon. I just consulted with a couple of people who I knew were um, you know pretty serious runners, and said you know what, if you're not ready, don't run it. 
don't sacrifice your body, don't risk injury. Go ahead, right. drop down in the half. Use it as a training run. You know, kind of set your your base in terms of your um your pace. And then, you know, kind of focus on doing it again in, in, in the summer, um, toward the end of the summer. So, you know, yeah, I've I, I listened. I said, you know what, let me be smart. I thought about, oh, I could just run it and just have fun with it. No, let me be smart about this and really mm-hmm. kind of, you know, change the whole entire approach to, uh, to getting this done. So, but that's the focus now. And I think that's something that's really important is that we have to do better with listening to our body and not overdoing it just because that goal is right there and you already scheduled for something. It's like sometimes you have to really plan for these type things because 26.2 can take you all the way down. Yes. So it could be, yeah, it could be some hours of running that could just take you all the way over the edge. So I, I commend you for making that decision and it seems like you're right on the brink of BQing and I can't wait for you to do it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because, you know, I ran, quote unquote, ran the marathon. I was in Jerusalem, actually, in March. So I had the tremendous opportunity to go to Israel for work, actually. And as it turns out, this marathon is literally happening two days before I was scheduled to be in Israel. So Mm. I'm like, duh, of course I'm going to run it. Right. But I knew from the gate, this wasn't going to be a race. I was just going to enjoy the fight, just mm-hmm. kind of have fun with it and just, you know, just take in as, as much as possible. <laughs> well, as it turns out, this was far and away the most difficult race I've ever run. Really? In mm-hmm. I mean, it, the hills, you know, we talk about Atlanta. And for those of you who, you know, if you're listening and you're not from Atlanta, you haven't run Atlanta, Atlanta has some hills. This right. A serious a few. City. A few. So let me tell you, <laughs> Jerusalem, oh my goodness. Really? <laughs> Atlanta's worst hill has nothing on Jerusalem. I, I looked at my um my Strava report and it had a net um a net uh, incline of twenty three hundred feet. Ooh. It was just absolutely insane to see the amount of hills and it was just up and down and up and down and just yeah. But wow. you know again, but again the crowd support, the views just you know, just how you know beautiful it was to actually be able to run in such a historic mm-hmm. city and such mm-hmm. a holy place. It, it, that was tremendous. So I knew I was just going to just enjoy it and, you know, just try to just take it in as much as possible. But, oh, it hurts. <laughs> it, sure. it hurts. So, so was there a lot yeah. of changes or differences between how they directed that race in Jerusalem versus how they do it here in Atlanta or any other race in the States? Like, did you see strategically any differences on how they kind of set up the race and how they kind of ran everything? The biggest difference that I saw was they really, I think they have a focus on sustainability. So they actually have water bottles, you know, like the plastic water bottles that, you know, you go to the store and you get those little mm-hmm. squeezable sports bottles. Mm-hmm. So they use those instead of actual cups. And what they ended up doing was they would, um, would hire all of these volunteers. Most of them were little kids actually. And so as soon as you pass the water station, you would, um, you know, finish, take your twig, and then you throw it on the ground. They would come back and grab the bottle, squeeze out the rest of the water, and put it in a recyclable bag. And oh, so wow. they were continually recycling, you know, all throughout the race. So, one, it made the cleanup process a lot faster, but then, two, more importantly, they were doing a lot to improve sustainability and making sure that, you know, they were taking care of the environment as well. Yes. So that was one big thing that I noticed. Um, the only other, you know, thing just so this is more, and I, and I, I have a, um, and for those of you, kind of real quick plug, I do have a blog, runperry.wordpress.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, check out the blog. I just posted uh, my most recent race report, but I did do a race report when I did the Jerusalem 
spare time, and I talked about how it actually relates to the start. And, you know, I'm trying to actually, you know, start this full marathon, but I actually ended up having to start with the 5K races. So part of that was just because, you know, they were just really strict about, you know, people starting and, and, and all the security issues and things like that. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, I'm in a whole other country. Let me not try to push it and right. try to be, you know, because I'm trying to run this race. I'm not trying to do anything else but run this race. Right, so, to jeopardize yeah, I didn't it, right. that. Yeah, yeah. So security definitely, I noticed, was, was another big difference. But aside from that, you know, the crowd support was amazing. Um, you know, everything else was very similar in terms of um, how the race, with the exception of, like I said, you saw, you saw a lot more, even in the race, you saw a lot more security, just kind of, you know, cops. And, you know, last time there were cops on horses, there were cops on bikes. Um, and just making sure that the course was, was, was being maintained as safely as possible. Gotcha. That, I, which I, that was yeah. going to be one of my questions because of the area that it's in, mm-hmm. you know, 26 miles. I mean, that's a lot of miles in a very small area that I know has, you know, security risks and that sort of thing. But um, what is it? Yeah. I mean, is it the Jerusalem Marathon or what's actually the name of the marathon? Yeah. So that one was the Jerusalem Marathon. They actually have three marathons in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tel Aviv Marathon, which so Tel Aviv is, is pretty flat. Um, that's usually in March. Um, then the Jerusalem Marathon, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Tel Aviv is in February. The Jerusalem Marathon is in March, and that one is definitely hilly. Mm-hmm. And then they actually have a Dead Sea Marathon, which I just found out about most recently. And I want to say that's maybe in the fall sometime, maybe September, October. I have to mm-hmm. look at the dates. Gotcha. Um, but that's kind of cool, too, because you go from, you know, again, Tel Aviv is kind of flat, really scenic in terms of, you know, running a lot of water and everything. Of course, Jerusalem is holy as it is, and then you can run in the lowest place on Earth, kind of the best seat, right? Um, and and really experience that, you know, kind of run along the beach, and essentially it's in the desert. I did get to see the Dead Sea, and it's just straight desert. So, oh wow! Oh, yeah, that's that's an interesting race too. So wow. those are the big ones that I saw. I don't know if they do others. Those are the main ones that I definitely saw in that much. Nice. And was this all on the road? Was there any trail in this? So this, this was all on the road with the exception of, um, so you ran through the old city of, mm-hmm. Jer- of, of Jerusalem, which is a walled city, actually. So there was a, a point, you know, kind of a couple of very short distances where you got a chance to kind of go and run along like these cobblestone streets and really, really super narrow <laughs> walls. Yeah. I got some pictures that I posted that kind of showcase that as well. Um, they actually do have kind of, Running trails similar to like Silver Comet Trail or um, or the Atlanta Beltline, things like that. So they have a couple of those as well that you run on, at, you know, little parts. But the vast majority of the race was all on the um, on the city streets. Okay, well that does sound like a, a really interesting, uh, really interesting marathon. Yeah. And yeah, get everybody go check out uh, Terry's blog. Yes. Uh, so and hear about that. Anytime you get a chance to run international, you get that that shows a true runner because he's going somewhere. He's like, let me see what race I can get into. Right. And right. he finds a marathon. <laughs> exactly. A marathon. Right. He's like, yep, I'm in there. <laughs> now, yeah, Terry, I got the book. Right. Exactly. Now, Terry, I know earlier when you were speaking, you were talking about wanting to give back to the community and be, make ensuring that you were educating those that want to become runners and runners and just kind of including the running community now within the last year you became an atlanta track club ambassador which is huge right. here in atlanta um atlanta track club is 
uh, I would say not as diverse as we would like it to be. And so there are definitely some um, more of us that are within the ambassador crew now, which is exciting. But tell us kind of how that was and kind of what made you want to become an ambassador for ATC. Yeah, so so interesting story that, that comes with that as well. And first of all, you're absolutely right. You know, the goal really is to try to diversify you know, the track club and, and definitely make it more um, more you know, open to to people from 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 all parts of the city. Um, so there was a a call from another member of the run community who said, "You know what, Terry? You might make a great board member for the Atlanta Track Club." Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? That would be really cool. I think I should definitely join the board. Well, life happens. You know, I'm traveling. I'm all yeah. over the place. I'm doing this, this, that, and the third. I get to the uh, the deadline, miss the deadline for submitting my application. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Is there still a chance? I happen to know another person that was on the inside that was actually um, a, formerly a member of the staff. And I was like, hey, do you think there's still an opportunity to, uh, to get in? Mm-hmm. So they try to make a call try to pull some strings and they're like, you know what? No, it's too late to, uh, to, to sign up for the board, but you might want to consider being an ambassador. So I thought about it. I said, you know what? That would be really good. One, because it gives me a chance to really kind of get some face time in the community and get to know more people. Mm-hmm. And then two, eventually, you know, if the goal is still to join the board, to so eventually be able to kind of springboard onto the board. Yeah. So, and it, it shows that it you're out. not just trying to get on the board. Exactly. You, did, you know, you were in there beforehand you know, participating. So that definitely does help with that. True. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and to be perfectly honest with you, you know, and as much as, you know, I've run the peach tree several times, I've gone to a lot of the other events that, you know, that, that the track club puts on, you know, I haven't been as heavily involved as some other people. Mm-hmm. So it was like, this is a great way to, you know, again, really get, you know, deeper, get to know the, the organization, really get to understand kind of what they're doing in the community and obviously make sure, you know, that I'm playing a part. So, the ambassadorship came up, and so it's funny because once again, you know, um, I, I, I see the deadline. I'm like, okay, I got time. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna submit this application. I'm gonna get it done. And the day that I'm finally say, okay, I have to, I have to do a short video. And so I had mm-hmm. whole ideas for the video, and I'm, I'm getting ready to, to, to make it happen. And of course, I look up, and the deadline was like at midnight the night before. Oh <laughs> like, no! We we gotta get Terry a we calendar. Gotta, we gotta get you a calendar, Terry. What you got? What's your what's your organizational? You need an assistant. Yeah. Can, can I get it? Can I get an administrative assistant? I'm just saying, I will be. Listen, you hire me right now, Terry. I will be your administrative assistant. Can I travel with you though? Can I travel with you? We can work that out. We can work that out. <laughs> oh my god! But wait, but wait. There's more. The story's mm-hmm. not done yet. I got an email. They said, "Hey, you submitted your information. If you if you can get this uh, this video into us by midnight on on this day, this is like like New Year's Eve at this point. Oh. <laughs> like you can get it to us by this day, we'll go ahead and still submit your application." I'm like, "Okay, this this is a sign. There is a guy. There is. So <laughs> I literally go home, film this video. I, again, I already had the whole thing played out in my mind because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm keep in mind that I'm an artist." And I'm serious serious about mine. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You better calm. Right, exactly. For those that didn't get that, y'all need to get better. (laughs) Right, right, right. Put y'all on game. But um, so I went ahead, got it done. You know, got the uh, the application completed, and was selected as an ambassador. So I was really excited. One that I was finally able to 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 kind of get on and you know meet a goal on time, but. 
but more importantly, when I got into the room and, you know, once again saw, you know, that, that they are making a concerted effort to not only, you know, diversify the, um, the ambassador room, but then also, too, to make sure that there's more, you know, diversity within the, the, the run community and the Atlanta Track Club um, organization as well. So they definitely are making a serious effort to be able to do that. So um, part of the effort for doing that is they do monthly, or actually weekly group runs. And so we do a group run in a specific location every month. So the first uh, the first Thursday of the month, it's usually either the east side or the west side belt line. Um, the next Thursday of the month, it's usually at um, a location near the Battery, up by where the Brave, by SunTrust Park. Mm-hmm. Um, the third Thursday, it's usually um, in Tucker. And then on the fourth Thursday, it's usually um, down in Hayesville. So those, you know, pretty much are consistent. So if you know if you're living in one of those communities or you're close to one of those communities, definitely come out, join the group, definitely get some runs in. Real super fun, real easy. It's usually connected to some sort of brewery. So you can go and get your drink afterwards. Definitely right. hang out, relax. Real mm-hmm. low-key. Yeah. You know, no pressure. You know, you can just kind of come as you are. There's no, you know, serious runners in the grid. It's, it's just a combination of, you know, runners, walkers. It's people who are just really out to have a good time and enjoy themselves. Nice. Yeah, because um, yeah. I think, because I, I saw you post the one up in Tucker you went to. Um, mm-hmm. the, is it Tucker Brewery? Is that what it's called? Because they're kind of new yeah, up there. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tucker Brewing Company is it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, just for my own education, when is it? You said the third mm-hmm. Thursday that you you yeah, guys are usually there. Third Thursday of the month. Yes. Okay. Let's perfect. make it happen, Tommy. Yeah. Because that's probably the closest one to us. It is. Yeah. Is the Tucker one? Yeah. And I've been wanting to go to that brewery anyway. So. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, we need to make this a which one do you usually go to, or do you go to all of them, or which one do you usually do? So I usually do the Beltline group just because you know I, I work at Georgia Tech, and so I usually you know particularly if it's on the east side Beltline, I can just run right over there, it's a mile away from right from um, from where I, I work. Um, and then you know, it, it alternates between the east side and the west side Beltline. So usually if it's the east side, it's uh, New Realm Brewing, which is probably mm-hmm. about halfway down on the belt line on the east side trail then on the west side they need that monday night brewing right so okay. you know just a short drive obviously over on the other side of the new city. realm is connected so to one of those not far from uh two urban licks so okay. for people that don't yeah. know right where that is it. yeah it's right next yeah, to gotcha. oh yeah i know exactly yeah i know what you guys yeah, talking it's about. new yeah. it's like a white and gray mm-hmm. type yeah building, building. Yeah, yes yeah. Okay. Well, that's great yeah. that you're getting involved, you know, with the run with uh, the Atlanta Track Club, which, mm-hmm. you know, we definitely need that you're an ambassador there. You got a blog. Now, for those of you, I mean, I know a lot of people who are uh, diverse, but Terry, I oh. mean, running, singing, blogging. <laughs> I mean, the singing now, you got to tell me, you, you've been singing since you were a little kid, I got to believe. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. So, yeah. So as as with most people i started singing in church i was about five when i did mm-hmm. my first solo um i cried all the way through it but i made it through oh. um, <laughs> i yeah. can imagine you a little <laughs> that's funny so but but since then i mean literally i've performed in just numerous choirs um groups i've been in a number of different bands you know as i mentioned i grew up in buffalo i lived in boston before i moved to atlanta so i lived in boston for about seven years and that's where I really kind of got my kind of live music mm-hmm. uh, game started. So actually I recorded an album that I released back in 2005. Mm. Um, 
performed all across New England, performed in New York. Um, had been songwriting, actually, um, I'd gotten some of my songs placed on a few different artists' uh, albums that, that were released, again, kind of that, that mid to late um, kind of 2000s decade. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of got the, got the songwriting bug and was like, you know what, I'm moving to Atlanta. So, you know, part of the move to Atlanta was obviously better opportunities, but then it was also to really primarily get involved in the, uh, in the music industry. Mm-hmm. And so, kind of got in, sort of hit the ground running, had been working with a couple of different production companies, had performed, you know, and, and obviously was continuing to, to work the day job. And I've been working in higher education as well for, for a number of years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, wanted to, you know, stay connected to music as much as possible. And so as, you know, kind of the music industry has sort of evolved and it's gone more from, you know, you going out and physically buying music to downloading it, um, the, the way that people connect to make music has also changed. But the fact that people want to just hear the music definitely has not. So I've always had, you know, again, this this interest to want to, to perform, you know, in front of people. And so, you know, the one thing I said, you know what, if I'm not going to continue to, to write songs day in and day out and, you know, be in the studio at three in the morning, I want to make sure that I'm on someone's stage, making sure that someone's enjoying themselves. So yeah. um, when I started uh, performing in, in Boston, again, I was doing a lot of my own original stuff. And then I was also working with a number of, they call them corporate bands. We do weddings, wedding receptions, um, corporate events, and maybe, you know, your corporate holiday parties, things like that. So when I came down to Atlanta, one of the first things I did was, try to get involved in that same community. So I just kind of put out a bunch of feelers, said, okay, I'm here. If you're interested, check it out. Da, 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 da. Got with a couple of groups, ended up actually getting with one group, and I was performing with them for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And so this was really what got me back into running. So I was with this, with this band. Everything was going great. But, you know, we would do a continuous, you know, three, four-hour show. Mm-hmm. And about an hour into it, you know, I'm getting tired. And I'm like, okay. Windy. Okay, right. <laughs> you know, I'm, and I put out there, I'm, I'm 44 years old now. At the time, I'm, you know, 38, 39. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm not even 40 years old. Why am I getting tired just standing there singing and dancing? So mm-hmm. that was really kind of the, the primary, you know, kind of focus for me in terms of getting more into running was to try to improve my health and gotcha. making sure yeah. that, you know, and, and, Thankfully, I, I didn't have any sort of physical illness. You know, I didn't. I had some moderate issues with cholesterol, but I didn't have any serious issues as far as blood pressure or anything like that. But I knew that you know, being able to, to sustain a you know three four hour show, I was going to have to change my lifestyle in some way. And so that's kind of where the run came. But you know, the music has continued; that hasn't stopped. And you know, I've been performing you know with a number of different bands, literally you know all over. Yeah, the southeast, you know, we're constantly we're in, you know, the Nashville, we're in the Charlottes, we're in the Savannahs, we're all over the place. So it's very common that like you said, I'll run a half marathon in the morning and then I'll be on somebody's stage that same night. Yes, so, right. yes. yes. That is exactly yes definitely, definitely. Yeah. Now you are about to um bring your running what well, you're running and your singing, singing talents, talents to this uh Monday night. Are you gonna mesh them on yeah. Monday night? Are you just singing or you are or are you gonna do both? So I haven't decided if I'm going to do both. The one mm. thing that I'm going to do definitely 
is bring Terry Gresham experience to the Monday Nighter 5K, 10K. That's going to be on Monday, June 17th. Nice. Um, I got to decide if I'm going to actually run one of the races and then hurry up and get back on stage. Yeah. That might happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see you doing that, Terry. Oh my gosh! Now, just kind of for the people who aren't in Atlanta or don't know about this, this is um, Run Social, right? That that puts this race on with uh, Tess, right? Okay, correct, correct. Tess, so the Run Social series um, is that you know, you know, Monday Night Brewing once again um, along the um, the West Side Beltline. Uh, I'm sorry, I take that back. This is the Monday Night Garage. They have two locations. So mm-hmm. This is their uh, their West Side uh, Beltline location. So for those of you who uh, you know, mad at Atlanta or who plan on coming to Atlanta and definitely want to check it out, you know, this is definitely a cool facility. Um, they have a, a lot going on. If you're into beer, they have a lot of different um, different options for beer that you can enjoy. But the best part about it is they're really you know, huge supporters of, of the running community and have continuously put on races of this magnitude over the years. And definitely it's a great way to you know, to give back to the community and, and you know, half of it, it's like the perfect name. So it's like, okay, you're, you're called Monday night. You got to do something on Monday night. So right. let's, like, <laughs> let's do this. Let's do this race on Monday night. And of course, you know, as part of that, you know, you got to make sure that you have, you have some great entertainment. And so if you've ever seen me perform, hopefully you will, will see that I definitely try to, to make it an entertaining and, and engaging experience. And so I'm hopefully trying to bring that to everybody on June 17th. Okay. Oh, well, well, if I'm, I don't run the race, I'll le- need to come out and see you perform. Yeah, I'm, I, I'd already signed up for the race, so I'll definitely be out there. So I, I'm definitely looking forward uh, to seeing you uh, perform on Monday night. And like I, like you said, it's a that's a very interesting race because it's on a Monday night. Mm-hmm. I might have to take Tuesday right. off. I mean, Monday night, running, beer, <laughs> Terry throwing down on the stage. You know, I might I mean, I might need a day off work. Need, you might need to go ahead and put that request in. Now, though, Tommy, you're getting a little behind. <laughs> You getting like Terry on your on your calendar. So Terry, speaking Listen, of man. the race, will you be running the race in October? The Unity the Collective Unity Collective race. So I I haven't signed up just yet. I'm sorry, say, I'm sorry, can you repeat Boo. that? <laughs> Boo. Is Tess listening? Say it loud and clear. Is Tess listening to this? <laughs> What what had happened was <laughs> I, I have to check my schedule to make sure that I'm I'm not already booked. But however, you have my word. If I am in town and if I am available, I am there. I am running the race. Okay. I was Maybe if you if he year, doesn't run, we can set him up at mile two to sing for people. Yeah, we can do something. <laughs> we can get him get him worked we up. We can in talk here. about that. Yeah, <laughs> we can definitely yeah. talk about that. Yeah, you know, I was one of the four. I was one of the first backers um, mm-hmm. last year, and ended up um, being. And, and I'm, I don't care what anybody says. We had the most lit pace group you have ever seen <laughs> in the history of pace groups in any race. So, shout to two hour pace group team. Shout to Emily. Shout to Margo. Shout to Moria. Congratulations on Moria on having her first child as well. We had the most amazing pace group, so we just had a ball out there, and we got them in on time in under two hours. There you, so how about that? there you go. There you go. That's great. That's well, we we hopefully you can make it to this one. We'd love to see to see you out there. Now you talk about the traveling because, like you said, every time you think about doing something, you have to think about traveling. Talk to our listeners because this is something I think a lot of listeners have to deal with: traveling and trying to stay consistent with their running. Talk to us about kind of how you do that. We know you don't have a calendar, so but how do you how do you stay consistent right. with your running with having to be in different places all the time? 
Yeah, so I'm glad you bring that up. It's, it's, it's a very unique kind of way that I approach it. I think first and foremost is um, I'm so to kind of put it in perspective. So I am a uh, I recruit for the MBA program at Georgia Tech. So my goal is to try to find students to uh, enroll in the program. Um, I actually book my own travel. So I, even though I, it sounds like my schedule is stupid and I, I have no clue what I'm doing, I'm actually pretty proficient as far as, as, as my travel schedule and planning and everything. But usually I try to coordinate my travel so that I'm either leaving uh, in enough time that I'm able to get a run before I leave or I'm in the particular city with enough time to be able to try to get a run in while I'm there. So particularly mm-hmm. if I'm in a city, maybe a day, a day and a half or so, I'm always going to make sure that I've got the one enough time before the next flight to try to get something in, especially if it's you know in the morning, which I tend to be more of a morning runner. Mm-hmm. But then two, more importantly, trying to find locations that are close by that I can able to be able to get a run in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, perfect example, I was in Dallas last year, and you know Dallas has uh, one of their you know, kind of similar trails to the Atlanta Bell Line is the Cade Trail. And so I looked it up in the, the location where I was staying, which was right next to where I needed to be for an MBA fair, was probably about a mile or so from the one of the heads of the trail. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? It's I, I get to the city. It's, what, I don't know, 11, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. The event doesn't start till 6 o'clock. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get some runs in. And so, you know, once again, I was able to kind of coordinate it so that I was close to the other location, but then also close to a particular trail. So one of the things that I try to do is, one, kind of survey the area. And if it's a city that I've been to and that I know, you know, I'm familiar with kind of, like, for example, I'll be in New York City next week. So I already know that, you know, I'm going to find my way to Central Park. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that everyone knows, you know, how to, how to do that when you're in, in New York City if you're in Manhattan. But if you're in a location maybe you either, either haven't been before or you're not really sure what the, the location is like, you know, one, you know, if you've got a hotel that, you know, it has a treadmill and you're a fan of the treadmill, definitely try to take advantage of it. But if you're an outside runner and you prefer, you know, kind of getting out, you know, as best as possible, you know, try to get into locations where either, you know, kind of the popular running communities are, are situated or, where you know, you know, you're in, a, you know, certainly a safe area that you can kind of get something in and do it, you know, kind of consistently without having to, to worry about traffic gotcha. and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So, I definitely, you know, take a lot of time to, you know, first thing, you know, that I do once I, um, you know, confirm that I'm going into a city is, okay, where the run is going to be. Is there a run group? You know, can I join a particular run club on you know their particular night or whatever it is? And a lot of times I'm not able to get to a location just because of either distance or because of the timing. But you know I have been able to do it from time to time, and so it's it's really cool to be able to run in a different city to be able to explore, you know, take pictures, really kind of see, you know, what what it's like to be in that particular city. But then also you know it's just kind of a different type of air. You know, sometimes. It's a little cooler than you know where you were. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a little flatter than where you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you get all sorts of different types of uh, um, climate changes and different types of experiences when you're kind of running and traveling all at the same time. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Got a plan. Yes, got a plan. Great advice. Great advice. Mm-hmm. Now, Terry, we've got a lot of information from you. Did you have anything else that you wanted to say to our listening audience? Let me see. Um, trying to check through my notes here. Um, 
the one thing that I'm, I'm trying to work on, it's funny, you know, we're kind of talking about this kind of learning and traveling thing. Um, I'm very, very early in the process, but I'm trying to work on a solution for runners who want to, um, who travel frequently and who want to get more runs in while they're on the road. You know, particularly people who, and we're not talking about the elite runners who, you know, this is their thing, but for people who, you know, you work for a living, you're trying to figure out how to get it in. Maybe you have a goal. Maybe you want to run. If try to try to do a sub two, or maybe you want to qualify for Boston, or maybe you want to win a 5K, but you know that your training oftentimes is compromised because of your schedule. You know how do you actually find a time, and how do you actually make you know the the, the opportunities for you to be able to do things more on a more consistent basis if you you know are able to kind of frequently you know, kind of get in the, the, get it in in the way that you want to get it in. So I've been working on, on some solutions and trying to, you know, utilize my, my Georgia Tech connections and technology to try to, you know, begin to advance that. It's very early, very mm-hmm. much the early stages. Don't, you know, feel like you're going to download the app like tomorrow. But <laughs> definitely know that, you know, people who are kind of in that space and who are really curious to, to, to know how to, you know, kind of advance and take things to the next level, you know, I'm looking at looking at you, Tommy. I mean, congratulations on becoming a father. Thank you, sir. You know, that time element is definitely you know yes. going to be, be something that you're going to be looking at. Mm-hmm. You know, and so how do you balance all of that? So well, those are things that I'm definitely curious about. Oh, great. We can't wait to see yes, what you come up with. We, we're sure it'll be great. Definitely. Oh, once again, Terry, thank you for taking time out of your day to speak with us. We really, mm-hmm. truly, truly appreciate it. Um, once again, Monday Night Garage, uh, Monday Night 10K, uh, Terry will be performing and maybe even running. Maybe he'll win his age group and then jump on the stage. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> it might happen. It would be really cool if I actually like, placed in the age group. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, then, and then went insane. Right. But definitely, once again, thank you again, Terry, for taking time of your day to speak with us yes thank you so much it's a fantastic platform i'm just you know excited to be a part of it of course and if anybody wants to get in touch with you how can they reach you terry so you can follow me on all my social media on facebook and on, on, on and on twitter i am at terry gresham and on instagram it's i at i am terry gresham so once again facebook and twitter at terry gresham instagram at i am terry gresham and give your blog uh Post, to, uh, say that one more time for us. Yes, yes. And my blog is runterry, R-U-N-T-E-R-R-Y dot WordPress dot com. So check that out and hopefully, you know, become a subscriber. Read the blog, comment, let me know what you think. And I'll be more consistent about posting my uh, my thoughts as well. Awesome. <laughs> I'm trying to channel my inner India and do <laughs> something more consistent. <laughs> Listen, work in progress, work in progress. Oh, it's all that juggling of time. Right, right. <laughs> great, great. Once again, thanks, Terry. And you try to have a good one, all right? Thank you, guys. I appreciate your time. You're welcome. Now, that was a great yes, it interview. Was. Terry is awesome. He is a well rounded individual. I mean, running in other countries, yes. you know, trying to get on the board of the ATC. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I like people who are that involved. Exactly. You know what I mean? That involved. In the um in in running. Right. So India. Yes. If they want to get in touch with you, how would they do that? So you can touch me. Touch me. Lord, you can get in touch don't, with me. Don't, don't, don't touch that. me. Don't do that. <laughs> at on Instagram at I underscore of underscore indigo underscore run. So that's I of Indigo Runs. You can also find me at Facebook at India Cook and you can email me at milesfromindia at gmail.com. What about you, Tommy? Um they can get me at 
Thomas Mitchell, the number two. I'm sorry, Thomas W. Mitchell, the number two at gmail.com. Or, of course, at TMitch68 on Instagram, as well as um, on our The Run Duo Instagram. Yes. Um, so reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Yes. Let us know what you want to do. Um, if you want to be interviewed, if you just want to give a comment, yeah. or you know, you just want to come on and, and support and uh, promote something. Yes. Let us know. Questions, anything, hit us up. So in two weeks. Yes. We'll All see right. y'all then. Peace. Bye.